0: and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you.
1: Welcome, listeners, to The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I bring you a wide variety of information all about you and your health. Now, the show is available through podcasts on iTunes. So go on iTunes and put in Essentials of Healthy Living, and you can listen to any of the previous shows. Now, also a reminder, the Village Green is always your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. So today, I'm very pleased that we get to speak with Dr. Lise Alshuler. She's professor of clinical medicine at the University of Arizona, where she is the assistant director of the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And we have a lot to learn from Lise uh... what we're going to talk about today has to do with cancer cancer prevention And I want to tell you a little bit more about her. She, As I said, she's a professor of clinical medicine, and she has an excellent background, uh, TAP Integrative, a nonprofit web-based educational resource for integrative practitioners, and she practices naturopathic oncology out of the Naturopathic Specialists, LLC. She co-hosts the radio show 5 to 3, Thrive Live. I love the name of that. And co founder of a I Thrive Plan, a lifestyle app for cancer survivors. She is a co author of Definitive Guide to Cancer, now in its third edition, and Definitive Guide to Thriving After Cancer. Welcome to the show, Doctor Lise Allshuer.
2: Thank you very much. Happy to be here.
1: Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, you have such a an excellent and diverse background. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your work and what you do, please?
2: Sure. So I've been a naturopathic doctor for over 20 years, and the first half of my career, I really spent that time doing general naturopathic medicine uh, in an outpatient setting and then had the opportunity to work at a hospital uh, uh, setting that focused on cancer care. So became very entrenched and in impassioned about caring for people diagnosed with cancer and have continued that focus in my career to this day. So I have a part-time clinical practice where I do that. Um, most of my time is spent at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona, where we offer a variety of integrative programs, including a two-year integrative medicine fellowship for uh, medical doctors primarily, but other healthcare professionals as well who want to learn it about integrative medicine so they can incorporate that into their clinical work, their research work, their policy work, et cetera. Um, we also have coaching, integrative coaching programs, and some other uh, wellness programs. So I really enjoy my work at the university. And uh, do a lot of research and writing there, and um, yeah, I guess that's that's most of my time these days.
1: Well, you've been a busy a busy person. I can see that you're past president of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians and. You have a lot going on and obviously must be very organized because you can't do all of the things you've accomplished unless you are are (laughs) organized. So let's talk a little bit about cancer prevention. What do you think is the most important for people to hear up front? We'll keep the conversation going.
2: Well, I think, first of all, it's important to realize that uh, cancer – is, it is possible to reduce our risk of developing cancer. It's not 100% preventable. And in some people, no matter what they do, they might still develop cancer because there are some factors that are outside of our control, whether they're genetic issues, environmental issues. Um, but that being said, there are also a lot of what we call modifiable risk factors, things that we can do to lower our risk. And those modifiable risk factors really constellate in the areas of diet, activity, and stress and stress management. So, uh, And to some extent, environment, um, at least as far as there are certain parts of the environment we can control. Um, And if we make changes in those areas, we can lower our risk of developing cancer. And you know, this is quite important because one out of every two men, one out of every three women will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. So this is something that we are all inherently at risk um, for, and therefore it really behooves each of us, I think, to take a look at our lifestyle and see if there's some ways we can create more health and in doing that, reduce our risk.
1: Uh, say those numbers again so that our listeners can hear that. I'm not sure they're used to hearing uh, the ratio of male to female.
2: Yeah, so one out of every two men and one out of every three women will be are expected to develop cancer in their lifetimes. And the rate of cancer diagnoses is increasing. So over the next 20 years, the number of diagnoses are expected to increase by about 45%. Now, part of that is wow. because we're we're getting older as a population, and the older we get, the higher our risk goes. Most cancer is, in fact, diagnosed in the latter half of life. So uh, that's the primary reason for that increase. Uh, there's also some of that increase is because we're better at diagnosing it, But primarily, it's really a a result of the fact that we're, we're getting to live longer lives. Now, those longer lives aren't always healthier lives. So it really, again, I think is an opportunity in looking at cancer risk reduction, all of the strategies that we can use to reduce our risk also increase our health. So that's the kind of benefit or the bonus for risk reduction.
1: Yes, and you're also talking about life ex- expectancy versus health expectancy. <laughs> that right. That we want to stay healthy, <laughs> healthy longer. And uh, we talked to the doctor who wrote Blue Zones and the researcher, and that's fascinating. And it isn't yes. just about what they ate. The, what they ate went back centuries, thousands of years. Um, it 's the way they live, the social the purpose uh, they don 't work out, they just work during the day, they mm-hmm. work in the garden they they 're busy, and I think that was very important that was an important message that we got, and I think the listeners really benefited um, i do I wanted to ask you why. Is it one out of two men, but one out of three women? As as well, that risk. Prob-
2: yeah, that probably has to do with the fact that um, as men age, more and more, to the point that I think over the age of eighty, maybe like ninety percent of men have prostate cancer. So, prostate cancer is so common in men as they age. I believe that's the reason that that ratio is higher in men. Than in women. Um, that ratio also, to be fair, includes less serious cancers like skin cancers and things that people are unlikely to die from, although there are some very malignant and dangerous skin cancers, but that includes all cancer types.
1: Okay. Um, I also wondered if it was that females, women, tend to go to the doctor more frequently for regular checkups. Now I don't know if that's changing, but I wondered if that was a factor.
2: Well, actually, you're right. Women do tend to go to doctors more often, but that would actually um, that should increase the rate of diagnoses in women. So that would, if your theory was right, would make that ratio greater in women. So I don't think that explains this number, but uh, it's an important point nonetheless because one of the best tools that we have for cancer is to diagnose it early. So it really behooves men and women at the earliest sign or symptom of something going wrong, an abnormal lump, pain that doesn't go away, to seek medical advice and of course having an annual exam is a really healthy and important thing. For men and women to undertake as a way to screen for these diseases like cancer at an early stage, because that's when cancer is most treatable. And now we can say, in fact, that some cancer, when it's diagnosed early, is actually curable, which is really exciting.
1: That's the good news. And folks, if you're just tuning in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information from Dr. Lise Alshuler.
0: When it comes to taking a multivitamin, the Pure Encapsulation's One Multivitamin makes it one and done. This convenient formula provides vitamins, minerals, and other essential nutrients in a comprehensive vegetarian multivitamin for both men and women in a once-daily dose. It includes L5-MTHF, the universally metabolized form of folate, and an antioxidant complex with sustained release, CoQ10, to enhance immunity and support energy metabolism. The One Multivitamin, available at Village Green Apothecary carry.
5: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
3: Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognishore from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognishore supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognishore is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognishore. Remember Cognishore for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Group.
0: I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, and I'm your host for the hour. And this is a reminder that Village Green is always your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM, and please tune in next week for more information on healthy living. And speaking of healthy living, our guest today is Dr. Lise Alshuler. She's professor of clinical medicine at the University of Arizona, where she is the assistant director of the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And we've been talking about cancer and preventing cancer, so um, Dr. Auschwler, tell us, do you have a personal connection to cancer?
2: Fortunately, I do. Um, I was working at a cancer hospital, and while I was there, my father was diagnosed with advanced pancreatic cancer. And as I'm sure our listeners are aware, that's a very serious diagnosis. The prognosis is grim, And in fact, he was given at the time of his diagnosis about three months to live, which, although I hate those predictions, was just looking at his, you know, scans and his lab work, probably a fair estimate because the cancer was quite widespread when it was diagnosed. So my father, though, um, ended up doing a very aggressive combination of conventional treatments along with integrative strategies. Uh, He changed his diet. He was always active, but he became even more mindful about activity. He did some very important stress reduction spiritual work. He took uh, quite a a regimen of supplements on a regular basis and, of course, received various types of chemotherapy um, and even enrolled in a clinical trial at one point. And the combination of all that resulted in two things. One, he felt really well, and actually about a year after his diagnosis, he told me that he had felt healthier in the past year than he had in the prior many years, so he really felt good. And again, this is in the face of advanced pancreatic cancer. And the other thing that happened was that he lived for 17 months instead of just three, so... You know, that to me was a really important testament to the power of integrative cancer therapy, which is really my belief system, not alternative cancer therapy versus conventional, but really using a both and approach, not an either or approach. Um, So after he was, he passed about two years after that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had the opportunity to Learn this disease from the inside, and myself used an integrative approach. So I received conventional therapies. Due to the nature of my cancer, I ended up uh, having surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. I did hormonal therapy, so I had the whole gamut. Uh, and at the same time, used integrative approaches, uh, really changed my supplement program, uh, made some dietary shifts. I ended up making a career change to to manage my stress differently and prioritize different things in my life. So um, that, again, was very important. And I learned in that experience that it's possible to have cancer, to go through very difficult treatments. And yes, I experienced side effects, but I always recovered well and I always felt like a healthy person with cancer, a healthy person receiving chemo. I never really felt truly sick. Um, now, that's not always possible, but that was my experience, and I think it was an important experience for me to have, and it's, that's been, let's see, it's 2020, so that's been about 12 years ago, so I'm cancer-free as far as I know at this point, and, um, you know, really I'm grateful for that experience. It was a, a harsh teacher, but a teacher nonetheless, and um, that personal experience has really given me much, you know, greater insight into this disease?
1: Well, there's nothing better than, than a personal experience to learn from. And I feel like we are somewhat of uh, soulmates here because uh, my husband went through a stage four head and neck cancer. And that was 35% chance of surviving five years And we did traditional and alternative. And I must say, or complementary, functional medicine, I prefer, (laughs) I use all of those terms. Um, I got some criticism from my colleagues in functional medicine. And I said, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. His odds, he didn't have a chance without the traditional therapy. And uh, we're 18 years out. And that That's is fantastic. that to me is it's absolutely fantastic and uh, a year after his diagnosis I was diagnosed with breast cancer I must say it was extremely mild and uh I I saw it as is something that happens to me happened to me that I took care of um I I don't feel like it defines me. I'm not I'm a person that had breast cancer. I certainly pay attention. I will say with my husband's uh, issues, we did a lot of uh, nutritional IVs, and I had a vaccine made to his own tissues, thanks to the doctor being willing to give it, give me the samples. And I can't tell you what did it. It's the whole picture. And he's extremely diligent about his supplements. Uh, he never misses. And uh, we're, we're very happy. Uh, we've both done extremely well. And I, I save articles on breast cancer, and my first thought is always, oh, I'm going to share this with my patients. Then my second thought is, oh, I can read it too. <laughs> it applies to me too, and so i I just find that just as in autism i'm one of my specialties is autism, and we don't say somebody's autistic. We say it's a person with autism, and I think we're starting to look at all diseases in that manner. It's a person who experiences whatever condition, if it's dental decay, you handle the issue and you do what you can to prevent further problems. So your attitude is right there, and that's right where my attitude is. Um, Talk a little bit about your, your books, The Definitive Guide to Cancer and Definitive Guide to Thriving After Cancer. I think these are wonderful.
2: Yes, thank you and um <clears throat> the the first book Definitive Guide to Cancer is really uh it's about the size of Harry Potter, so it's a thick book, but um it's not meant to be read necessarily cover to cover. It's really a manual for both practitioners and patients on how to some strategies and some theory about how to safely integrate complementary Therapies with conventional therapies. So, we review diet, we review exercise and the benefits and the nature of that, but then we also discuss for various chemotherapy regimens which supplements might be indicated, which ones are contraindicated. Uh, we also have cancer specific chapters where we review the data at the time that it was written, anyway, um, about various natural or c- complementary therapies that have evidence with that particular cancer type. So it's, it's very comprehensive in that sense. The next book, The Definitive Guide to Thriving After Cancer, is a much smaller book and it's really meant to help people um, engage in lifestyle change that will support recovery from cancer and its treatments as well as increase their chances to live a cancer-free life. So it could certainly be used by people who have never been diagnosed with cancer as a guide to healthy living. And it's also, a lot of the research cited in the book, for example, is very specific to the benefits related to cancer. So, um, and that book actually is the basis of an online app that my co-author, Carolyn Gazella, and I developed, which is called The I Thrive Plan, And uh, we actually were able to create a personalized application that starts with a survey, and then we've taken a lot of our strategies and broken them up into daily activities that are specific to that individual to optimize their health. And that's free for people. Um, The best place to access that is either on the American Institute for Cancer Research, AICR.org website or that people can also find it on iThrivePlan.com. And, um, you know, we really encourage people to use it. As I said, it's free, and it's just a way to actualize daily strategies, small little baby steps to improve people's wellness.
1: Excellent. I really like what you've done with the book. Um, I worked my way through understanding which uh, supplements or nutrients not to take, depending on the chemotherapy. Um, I often had a hard time having that discussion with the physician, This, is particularly with my husband's case, but um, they did listen, and I, I was able ultimately to get them to work with me on his treatment. And so I think that book, that you've written is extremely thorough. You're covering all the bases. And the questions that patients have that they may not be able to ask their practitioner. We had a practitioner here locally who uh, treated cancer, and uh, he said, you know, Dana, I'm, I'm, you know I'm okay with all this, but I really don't see a difference. And I said, the sad thing is I have seen some of your patients, and I explain that you're open-minded and that they can tell you what you're doing, what they're doing. And their answer is, I'm afraid he will treat me differently, and I don't tell him. And he said, but I'm open and I said, I know you are, but they need you for the traditional treatment, and they don't want you to see them as wacky. So we're going to carry on this conversation, certainly in the next segment. We have a lot to learn from you, Dr. Alshonlur, and we will continue to learn from you. If you've just tuned in with us, folks, you're with the uh, Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be right back after more very good information from Dr. Lise Alshuler, and we're talking about cancer prevention and thriving after cancer. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
5: These and other immune supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Do
3: you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane, call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils.
0: The brain requires nutrition, just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro-Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro-Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I try to bring you a lot of good information. And we are here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., now, our guest today is Dr. Lise Alshuler, and she's professor of clinical medicine at the University of Arizona, where she is the assistant director of the fellowship in integrative medicine at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And she has two books out. Please summarize your books again for those who may have just tuned in, Dr. Alshuler.
2: So the first book is The Definitive Guide to Cancer, An Integrative Approach to Prevention, Treatment, and Healing. And that's really a book that goes through very specific strategies for people as they're going through conventional treatment and also a book just in general about um, cancer and various cancer types and some of the natural and integrative strategies that have some evidence behind them. And then the second book is The Definitive Guide to Thriving After Cancer, which is really a plan or a blueprint for establishing greater wellness. And in doing that, reduce the risk of cancer.
1: Yes, this is so thorough. What I think is so remarkable about your books and your approach is that you really are covering all the bases. Can you give us some examples of how you integrate Uh, alternative complementary functional medicine with traditional?
2: Sure. So, um, gosh, let's see. Let's start with diet. Um, So, for example, if one were to go into a cancer center, typically what you would see in the infusion room, which is where most people are getting chemotherapy, is a bunch of bowls of candy and a soda dispensing machine. And these are foods that are very convenient and, uh, you know, maybe for some comfort foods, but they have zero nutritional value and, in fact, are somewhat contraindicated during cancer because um, these highly processed foods have been shown to increase the risk for cancer and its recurrence. What we really should see in these infusion rooms are uh, maybe some uh, fruit and some vegetables sitting, uh, you know, ready for people. Uh, Maybe we could, they could even have some soups for people, which are very good and easy to digest, you know, just wholesome, unprocessed foods. And So that's one just kind of illustration. So backing off that for just a moment and thinking about somebody who's going through, let's say, chemotherapy, you know, how should they eat? Does it even matter? And in fact, I would argue it does make a difference as far as what they eat. Um, We know a couple of things now that we didn't know before that might be of interest to your listeners. One is that generally speaking, we as a species tend to overeat and eating too much is associated with not only obesity, but with cancer risk specifically, as well as with increased risk of getting cancer recurrence and increased risk of dying from cancer. So one of the things we need to be careful about is not overeating. Now, if somebody's in chemotherapy, they're usually told, eat whatever you want, just don't lose weight. And that's generally, so so there's some wisdom to that because We don't want people to have unhealthy weight loss during chemotherapy. That being said, a lot of people go into chemotherapy overweight, and to just maintain an unhealthy diet during chemotherapy really doesn't do them any good. So it's a great opportunity for people to begin diet changes that are more conducive to greater health and healthy weight loss as well as improved chances of not having uh, cancer or death from cancer. So this really is a plant-based, not to say you can't have any meat, but it's a plant-forward, unprocessed diet. And it's a diet that um, has sufficient calories but not excessive calories. Um, It's a diet that has a lot of color in it. So natural, colorful vegetables and fruits get their color from compounds called flavonoids And these flavonoids, we can only get them from plants. That's the only place we can find them. There are, of course, some supplements that extract them. But just in terms of food, they come from plants. And these flavonoids have very powerful immune-modulating, anti-inflammatory, and anti-cancer actions. So the more color we have, the broader array of these flavonoids that we ingest, and the greater impact we have in reducing our cancer risk. We also want to make sure we get really high-quality oils in our diet, so things like olive oil is very important. I recommend that people try to get at least two tablespoons of olive oil every day, and that's actually been shown to reduce the risk of breast and prostate cancer by up to 25% in several studies. Um, We also want to make sure that people are eating lots of nuts and seeds, which have good essential fats or oils, as well as some protein, some fiber, some minerals, some vitamins, really healthy snack foods. Um, And I could go on and on, but I will stop there in case there's something you want to add to that.
1: Well, that's certainly a healthy diet, and it really falls right in with the blue zones. And what I like is that you are so sensible about the fats there are some individuals that are promoting a pretty much fat free diet as or l- extremely low fat including the essential fatty acids and there, and I I try to emphasize when I I sometimes do just what I call news you can use and we talk about there is no one human diet for every human, you know, for all the humans on Earth, um, and that would, it has to be varied, and that we need these essential nutrients because we don't make them. And uh, I, I really like what your focus is. It's so important, and I would imagine that your patients are doing extremely well with this. Do you want to give us some examples, uh, patient examples? Uh, with particular bre- like breast cancer that's so common and prostate cancer, since those two have been mentioned. Why don't we mention those and what you do about that with regard to support during treatment and the I Thrive after?
2: Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, this is very individualized. So one size does not fit all, which you made that comment earlier, and it's really important to emphasize that, um But I would say that, generally speaking, the patients that I see who have breast cancer, for example, who are undergoing treatment, by and large, uh, do well. Meaning they um, feel they may experience side effects, but they recover from the side effects more quickly, and/or the side effects may not affect them to the same degree. Their oncologists often remark to them, "You know, what are you doing? You look so well. You look so healthy." And so, you know, I think that that's important. Um, when I work with somebody, I do a very thorough history and really individualize my diet recommendations. But my goal for everybody is to increase their consumption of vegetables and fruits and high-fiber foods and good-quality fats. How we get there is going to be dependent on their individual diet and body habitus and so forth. Um, and then uh, I also talked to each patient about their activity level. And many people, for some reason, even if they've been regular exercisers and not sedentary before their diagnosis, once they're diagnosed, they become sedentary, they stop exercising. And that's the worst thing they can do in almost all cases. Exercise is extremely important in terms of improving overall survival and really helps with the energy that people need to sustain through treatment. One of the biggest, most common effects of cancer treatment is fatigue. And I would say that most of my patients, when they can commit to exercising, will report back to me, I do feel more energy. And I really use my exercise to get my energy back and to relieve my stress, which is a third very important category. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier talking about people not as. Breast cancer patient, but as somebody with breast cancer, kind of encouraging them to think about this as an experience, a very important and impactful experience. But how can they use this diagnosis to reevaluate their life's priorities? How can they use this experience to stimulate more gratitude, which, uh, by the way, specifically increases certain changes in their DNA that supports healthy longevity? Um, The the emotion of gratitude. So, you know, there's lots of opportunity for people to do some some introspection and to develop very clear stress management strategies, which, again, has been shown to improve people's tolerance. And interestingly, in the case of breast cancer, women who have lower levels of stress and or feel less uh, isolated as a result of their diagnosis, have better survival. So stress definitely impacts one's overall survival once diagnosed with breast cancer, and this is also being shown now in several other cancer types. Um, So, you know, I kind of work in all those areas, and then I get to dietary supplements, and that's very, very individualized. That has to do with which chemotherapy they're on, and my goals are during chemotherapy to improve tolerance. I also do try to provide some adjunctive anti-cancer actions, but they've got big guns on board, so to speak, with the chemo and or the radiation or now lots of new kind of molecular therapies. So my goal is really to safely combine strategies to help them tolerate those big guns. And then hopefully if they get through that treatment, then I bring my smaller but mighty guns on board and really try to shift the emphasis of my supplement recommendations to provide additional anti-cancer strategies in addition to recovery support. So the, my supplements, I don't start with a supplement program and that stays with the patient forever. It's really going to change depending on where they are in that conventional treatment cycle, what symptoms they're experiencing, what other changes are happening. Um, so it's, you know, important to adjust over time.
1: Well said. And uh I use a lot of the sophisticated tests that I'm sure that you use in in your practice that give us really good information about whether or not the nutrients are functioning, and we've talked about that on this show. Well, listeners, if you've just tuned in, this is a reminder that you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. We're having a wonderful conversation with Dr. Lise Alshuler. She's Professor of Clinical Medicine at the University of Arizona, where she is the Assistant Director of the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. Stay with us. We will hear more. We'll learn more from Dr. Al Shuler in the final segment. So stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
6: Did you
0: get enough lutein today to support eye health? Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProbiLardi provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary.
4: Quality can't always be seen. Honest labeling, trusted sourcing, unwavering standards. At Pure Encapsulations, we are committed to wellness without compromise, delivering high-quality hypoallergenic products for nearly three decades. Our products are free from gluten, trans fats, peanuts, GMOs, magnesium stearate, and artificial ingredients. Pure Encapsulations is the leading brand in the healthcare practitioner market, ranking highest in ingredients purity, quality testing, and trust. Pure Encapsulation's products available at Village Green Apothecary and myvillagegreen.com.
5: Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D, with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D-1000 and D-5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green.
1: Welcome back to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, I'm Dana Lake and I try to bring you a lot of good information all about you and your health. Now, today we've been having a very interesting discussion with Dr. Lise Alshuler, professor of clinical medicine at the University of Arizona, where she is the assistant director of the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And we have been talking about her books. I want to tell you about the app. Uh, go And, in fact, I'll just have Dr. Al Schuller tell you, tell them more about how they can get the app and how they can get more information about your books.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, there is an app that Carolyn Gazella, my co-author, and I have developed, and you can find that in, it's free, and you can find that not in the App Store or on Google Play. You have to go to a website, and the two websites are Um, AICR.org. that's the American Institute for Cancer Research. And the other one is iThrivePlan.com, and you'll find the app there and can sign up and start using that. And then our books, Definitive Guide to Cancer and Definitive Guide to Thriving After Cancer, are available at bookstores nationwide as well as on Amazon. Excellent,
1: excellent. So uh, I, I think that's very important. There's so much information, and you said uh, the book—they're uh, the, not necessarily meant for reading cover to cover because people will want to know about their own cancer, what specifically they can do about the, the type of chemo, and and what you do and don't do depending on the the chemotherapy, uh, radiation, etc. So uh, let's talk a little bit more um, about the environmental links to cancer. Can you cover a little bit on that? We have talked about it on the show, but I think we can't speak about it enough.
2: Mm -hmm. So we are now really uh, gaining more appreciation into the fact that there are environmental influences um, that can create changes in in gene expression that in turn create tumor growth. And so we used to think that the environment was only an issue if it actually mutated genes. And that happens too. Uh, But now we understand that short of that, there's something that is much more, it, it can happen much more easily and that's the genes don't necessarily mutate, but the way they express or the way they are activated is in essence mutated or changed, and that's what we call epigenetic influences. And the environment and the environmental chemicals that we're exposed to, many of them have the ability to change gene expression. And we also now know that it's, although, you know, like if somebody was in Chern- uh, Chernobyl and had a massive exposure, that certainly we know increased the risk of cancers in those individuals. So, one massive exposure is problematic, but that's not, fortunately, most of our experience. Most of us live in what we consider the normal world and have very small daily exposures to multiple chemical toxins. And that, in fact, has now been shown to have a cumulative and aggregated effect over time. So it's this multiple exposures to many different toxic compounds that can over time create changes in the way our DNA is expressed. And in some cases that change leads to an increased likelihood of tumor growth. So it's really important, therefore, if we think of our chemical exposure as, let's say we have this big barrel and we're filling it up drop by drop over our lifetime with various chemicals, we wanna try to create some kind of valve at the bottom and let some of that exposure out so that's really detoxification. So one of the things that is helpful as a lifelong strategy is to support our detoxification capacities. And that is um, primarily two things. One, supporting our organs of elimination. So making sure we have regular bowel movements. We urinate regularly and we sweat regularly. We, When we sweat, which really gets back to exercise, when we sweat, we eliminate about 140 chemicals in our sweat. So if we can sweat, take a shower, we get rid of a lot. If we are not having regular bowel movements, it's important to not only exercise, which stimulates bowel activity, but to make sure we're hydrated, drinking enough water, have enough fiber in our diet so that we can eliminate the toxins in our stool. And that hydration will also support healthy urination. So these are some of And then of course doing deep breathing exercises. We also eliminate toxins through our breath. So this is really important um, and it may seem very disconnected in a way to cancer prevention, but actually, if you're looking at it through the lens of the environment, these things are important in detoxification. We can also support the way our body detoxifies chemicals by enhancing our liver health, which is prime you know, we have actual detoxification capacity in every cell in our body, and a majority of that detoxification happens in our liver. Then there's really clear ways to support liver health. Fundamentally, lots of vegetables. So I sound like a broken record on purpose, but it's true that the, especially the dark leafy greens um, and things like beets, uh, a lot of the root vegetables like parsnips and turnips, Uh, these tend to have compounds in them that support liver detoxification. So if we eat these vegetables on a regular basis, then we will have healthier detoxification capacity. This is also where um, in the process of detoxification, we need a good amount of antioxidants. And again, we can get antioxidants through fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, We also can... Uh, This is where supplementation may have a role. So sometimes, uh, it's especially when we're in situations where we may be using a lot of our antioxidants because we're under high stress, we're exposed to a higher amount of environmental toxins, we um, maybe are kind of burning the candle at both ends, we're not getting enough sleep. All these things can reduce our antioxidant capacity. So in those situations, it might be beneficial to take some daily antioxidants, whether it's vitamin C or vitamin E or uh, something called glutathione or one of its precursors. Or just, again, we can always get this through diet too. If you eat two Brazil nuts every day, you'll get about 100 to 200 micrograms of selenium, which is one of the body's most important mineral antioxidants. So. You know, there's lots of ways we can support detoxification. And that's all about this environmental influence on cancer development.
1: Well, that is an excellent summary, and I like what you had to say. Uh, have to say, and it's all you know. This is just sensible advice. This isn't way out there. It may be for those <laughs> who are on the sad diet to you know the the uh, typical American diet, uh, we don't want that diet. And I I know that people are starting to hear more and more about eating colorful vegetables and fruits, and you emphasize that, the importance of those foods. And I, I also focus with, um, especially in autism, with how foods are prepared. Uh, many of the people that have autism don 't digest well, so we have to work around that until we get well. You know, so a lot of what people do i say it 's like wearing a cast for a while till you heal, and then what do you need to do to to stay well and This is really critical right now with this virus that 's going around we're we 're at a very unusual time. But improving immunity is really critical, and I did hear somebody mention uh, when interviewed that vitamins will not cure the coronavirus disease, okay? And I thought, oh, that's a wrong way to say it. It supports immunity, and what are we saying? Who are the most vulnerable people? Those whose immunities are not enough to keep them well especially in the face of this virus that seems so infectious and so dangerous. Uh, The people who have died by and large are either the elderly but who have underlying issues particularly diabetes and obesity and that's a big deal in our western diet. Uh, Diabetes and obesity have increased exponentially and what we're finding out is you're set up for not doing well when you're exposed to any illness uh, these what we 're learning under the coronavirus really helps us with all kinds of conditions so I want to thank you, Dr. Al Schuler, for being with us today. This was very interesting, very helpful, and I'm sure we're going to hear from our listeners. Uh, I want to thank you and and wish you a very healthy day.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate being on your show.
1: Yes, well, we'll have you back again. Thank you. <laughs> And I do want to thank you listeners uh, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living and remind you that you can access this show or any of the previous shows through iTunes, The Essentials of Healthy Living. Go on the podcast, Essentials of Healthy Living and i also am always reminded as our lives move forward every day's a new day every minute's a new minute giving us many opportunities to make positive health enhancing choices and please remember it's not the number of breaths you take it's the moments that take your breath away this is dana lake and village green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day
3: 5415 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.
6: at myvillagegreen.com.